Hi, everybody. It's Rock Stamberg and John Sticks. Now hear this.
It seems a little silly when I think of it But now I'm so far along That his ears can't really hear Or he's blind a bit Or that he's really weak When he thinks that he is strong Now I'm in the middle And I just don't know If I'll make it any further If the words don't flow When you live in silence Any sound is dear But for those
situation Yeah. 
idea that you take an artist that you love that's underutilized or underloved by the public or an album that you love that's also underloved by the public or unknown by the public I could use a little sunlight on it I chose an album that I love and Rock I know chose an artist that he loved and we're both going to tell you about him it's kind of like we're going to uh, promote them yeah we're we're promoting an album (laughs) so what if it's 35 years old and I'm, I'm promoting an, an artist who's probably 35 years old. <laughs> How much money did they give you to promote the artist? None. Yeah. None. This is just out of love of music. I got a Take 5 candy bar and a strawberry licorice stick. Oh, I got nothing. <laughs> anyway. So the first song was, the first song we listened to was called Got the Feeling by the Jeff Beck Group. Did you get the feeling? Well, I thought it was very good. I anyway, I love this album, Rough and Ready. Jeff Beck Group, Rough and Ready. That came out in 1971, I believe. I think so. The, the key here was that Jeff Beck has three phases of his career. The hard rock, blues phase, Truth and Beckola. With Rod Stewart and Ronnie Wood. That's right. And he has another famous phase, starting with Blow by Blow, where he is the maestro of the instrumental, the guitar instrumental. Yes. But in the middle, he put out a couple of albums with groups. One was BBA, which came after. Which is Beck, Bogart, and Apathy. Right. And this Jeff Beck group with uh, Bobby Tench on vocals and Cozy Powell on drums. So you had Max Middleton on piano. And it was a band. It was a group. And they played rock songs. And Jeff Beck was the guitarist in the band. And so he's not the featured guitarist. Yeah, one thing I noticed right away when you played this for me was he's not playing the screaming guitar or the, the pyrotechnic guitar that he's known for somewhat. As a matter of fact, I don't think I hear him hitting the whammy bar at all. But what I do hear is a lot of really interesting like rhythm guitar work. And great parts. Yes. Everything he's doing is serving the song. The guitar creates a hook rather than playing a solo. And he's playing rhythmically. He's playing with noises. There's just something very unique about it. It's unlike Jeff Beck that I know, which is the later Jeff Beck. Songs basically are platforms for him to solo upon and to thrill upon. This is much more organic, where he was, as you said, a member of the band. He's one-fifth or one-quarter of the band. And he's not taking over, and he's not louder than anybody else. And the great part about this is that the songs are really solid. Yes, you know, they're not a vehicle for anybody to blow. They're a vehicle for the vocalist to deliver the message. I'd say the main instrument is the keyboards. Yeah. And well, they're really songs that were really written. If I believe, yeah. if I'm correct, I think most of them were written by the band, like two or three people in the band with him. You know. Yeah. So it, it, I thought this was just a fantastic record. And Jeff Beck fans of today should know about this. As he makes his case for Rough and Ready, I'm going to be making my case for an artist named Ben Queller, who first came on the scene in the mid-90s as a 15-year-old who had a a three-piece called Radish. And he was signed to Mercury Records and put out an album called Restraining Bolt that got all kinds of great reviews, but 
it was hard for people to see beyond the fact that he was 15 years old. He put out his first real solo album in 19, pardon me, 2002, and that was called Shasha, and that is a great record and remains a great record. He's since made five or six albums, took a detour and made a country album a few years ago that did very well. I'm going to be playing songs from his most recent record and songs from uh, his first record, which is what you heard. You heard a song called Falling, which I believe was the last song in his first record, Shasha. So he was 15 when he did this? No, he was 19 or 20 when he did mm-hmm. this, this song that we heard. Mm-hmm. I'm going to play a couple of more songs uh, throughout the episode. And uh, between uh, Jeff Beck and Ben Queller, just for kicks, John and I put on Joe Walsh's uh, song called The Life of Illusion, which is from his album There Goes the Neighborhood. came out in 1981, pretty much just because it flowed nicely and we liked the song. first went to see Ben Queller live in concert, and he put on a great concert, by the way. A friend of mine said, wow, he sounds like Todd Rundgren. <laughs> uh, based on his he played the title song from Shasha his first album and it is actually in retrospect quite quite Rundgren-esque so uh, John and I picked the song Chain Letter from Todd Rundgren's second album which is called Runt The Ballad of Todd Rundgren which also came out in 1971 after that uh, John played Situation for, from Rough and Ready by the Jeff Beck Group so John is going to be championing uh, Jeff Beck Group's 1971 opus Rough and Ready and I'm going to be championing Ben Queller, a uh, singer, songwriter, guitarist, producer, uh, from originally from Texas, I believe. Time for some more music. Let's go. Oh, 
All right, we just heard a nice little set that began with a Joe Cocker classic in my mind, although it's not really a classic. It's a song off of Joe Cocker's fairly popular album, the only album he did for Island Records. He did it in 1982, recorded it in uh, Bermuda with, using Sly and Robbie, the Jamaican rhythm section, on drums. And the name of the album was Sheffield Steel, which was um, a mention of his hometown of Sheffield, England, where he came from. The song is called Shocked. It's just a song that caught my ear when I first heard the album and liked it very much. And I tell you, I can't recommend that album enough. It's called Sheffield Steel by Joe Cocker. It came, oddly enough, it came out right before he had the great big hit with Office from Officer and a Gentleman with Jennifer Warren's Up Where We Belong. That was the only other song he did for Island Records. There was going to be a second album. There was even a 45 that was released, but it never came to pass. Here's a factoid that I know about Joe Cocker. So I made a deal with him. First, I found out I sent my royalty checks to a guy named John Cocker. That's so, his real name, isn't it? Yeah, it must be. Or and was he, his real name, I should say. And he lived in Denver, Colorado. And we followed that with uh, my second Ben Queller entry, which came off of his last album, last studio album, that came out in uh, 2012. The name of the album was Go Fly a Kite. And it's got a very, very interesting cover of uh, an E chord. And uh, he said that any rock and roller would know what that that cover meant. But the interesting thing is the album cover itself for the CD opened up into a very complicated diorama. And I believe he actually won a Grammy. The designer for that cover won a Grammy during the 2013 Grammys for that cover. Anyway, the name of the song is Gossip. That song I I loved right off, right when I first heard it. It's it's, uh, him on piano, Ben Queller on piano, and his uh, touring band, which I believe are just a bassist and a drummer at that point with Ben over overdubbing all the guitars. I just It reminds me so much of a solo George Harrison song, and I can't tell you why. I'm just saying, pull something off of All Things Must Pass and then play this, and for some reason I, they sound similar. One satisfies the other for me. I don't know why. And I just think it's a, a really original song. It's a song that I picked out of the three that I'm going to play by Ben Queller. These are the three songs I picked to make the case for Ben Queller. And then we followed that with uh, Rock and Roll Soul by Grand Funk Railroad. Interesting thing about this, it came off the Phoenix album, which came out in 1972. Grand Funk had just jettisoned their manager, who had been with him since his guy, his guy's name was Terry Knight. He was also a musician. They just jettisoned him and just added a keyboard player. And this is right before they hit it with their pop records, which were produced by Todd Rundgren. Uh, his big pop records, uh, 1973's Were an American Band and 1974's Shining On. This came off of the album that came before all that. It was their, their final album for Capitol before they re-signed with Capitol. And you know what? Before Todd Rundgren hit the, uh, the boards for Grand Funk, they were doing pretty well for themselves. This, uh, the album Phoenix is considered something of a dark horse in that um, it wasn't part of the Terry Knight albums, which had made them so popular as a heavy metal kind of act, and right before they started becoming a pop act with Todd Rundgren producing them. And uh, it's a pretty good song. And then we uh, also finished this, that set with uh, John's third entry into his promotion of Jeff Beck's Rough and Ready album. Go on, John, take it for the song New Ways and Train Train. This song was listened to over and over again by the young Aerosmith band up in Boston Didn't when they were trying to get their shit together musically. And there were certain albums that they played over and over and over. And Rough and Ready was one of them. And this song was one of them. Makes perfect sense. And Mm -hmm. I never do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can hear all the the little intricate guitar parts. Uh Little jokey lines. And there's just a lot of interesting ideas that go through this song. 
that keep you intrigued. They, they don't make you work too hard, but uh, they go, well, where, where did that come from? You know, surprising. You know, sitting here talking about, about the Jeff Beck album and Ben Queller, although they're very different musically, a, a lot of the uh, attraction is towards the things you just said. They're very interesting to listen to. There are a lot of little parts, but they don't make you work too hard. That's kind of key. Great album, and this to me was a, is a, is a great song, and I'm hoping that uh, Jeff Beck gets back together sometime with a regular band that he could tour with, be part of the band, and be a, a clear voice in a creative endeavor that, that goes beyond just his vocal stylings as an instrumentalist. Now, uh, let's have some fun. I thought of using this song called Real One. Who knows where that's from? It's from the Who album, The Who Sell Out. And Petra Hayden, who was a vocalist, a musician, a daughter of jazz bassist Charlie Hayden, did an all-acapella version of the Who Sellout. And I said, boy, let's play the end of Real 1 because this is where Townsend foreshadows the underture from Tommy. And she does a great job of that. And I think it's just, well, what's this? A little, an ear opener instead of an eye opener. And it, it goes into a segue into Eyesight from the Blind from Tommy, uh, which is one of those songs that everybody knows, but nobody hears. And I also think it's an interesting song because it was written by Mose Allison. Which you, I knew that, but you pointed it out to me when we were picking this. And I was like, oh, that's right. Pete Townsend didn't write this. Doesn't happen too often. In this era that Townsend actually does a cover to. But, but just the fact that like his two-album magnum opus, you know, Tommy, and st- sitting right in the middle of this is a Mose Allison song. Probably, and it works perfectly. Probably bought Mose a new car. Oh, I'm sure it did. <laughs> That's a great segue. We followed that up with my final entry in the Ben Queller sweepstakes, where uh, it's a live version of a song off of his first album. It's called Wasted and Ready, and it was recorded live at Lollapalooza in, in, pardon me, in 2006, a great live version of uh, his song Wasted and Ready. Followed that with uh, Eric Clapton doing a fine version of I Shot the Sheriff. I believe you were in the... audience i was in the audience yeah i I select this one because uh i took my buddy pat to eric clapton's first ever uh, crossroads concert in texas and uh i thought clapton played great on this and it was great to be there and and he's in a giant stadium and you could tell when he's playing it that he is intense within himself He's not just playing licks. He's not just wailing. He is actually making... Fully involved. Little phrases, little statements that build. I love that he did that in a giant stadium, you know, football stadium type thing. You know, turned it into a small club. Yeah, he somehow got inside himself, you know, in a situation that doesn't lend itself to that. Yeah, so... Then we finish it with the cherry on top. (laughs) This is an unreleased version of the, the uh, song Freebird, which you all probably know was uh, done by Leonard Skinnerd. The band Fish, they have a history of doing songs a cappella in a barbershop quartet style. They picked this song. Now, not only is this done Freebird with all the guitar parts uh, are, are reenacted vocally, but when they do this, they do it, they are so true to the barbershop style 
they don't use a microphone, which or use any microphones, which forces the audience to be very, very quiet. So not the best recording quality in the world, but it, it's rough and ready, and it brings it on home, and you're going to love this. It's, if it doesn't put out a smile on your face, well, then I don't know what to do. Yeah, you got to laugh.
Crossfield Super Shield, eh, eh. Junior High Love Affair is okay. Jump on the big wagon, cause I'm so cow. I'm big in every way. I'm running as fast as I can. There's a crawling beyond her, crawling to me. There's a slut, but X makes it sexy. So three months for me to forget it. I am wasted, but I'm ready. If you wanna move it, so why don't you make it go through to everybody who doesn't understand all the nights, all the fights? You are out of sight. Some say more with their hand. I'm running as fast as I can. There's a problem you never thought you'd There's a slight but exit sexy. Continue to be my worst enemy. It's easy, but it seems so hard. You're near, but you seem so far. Yeah. You seem so
That's what we're talking about.